In this session, we're going to briefly look at Psalm 8 and then go to the New Testament to see how the New Testament writers dig into the inner structure of this psalm and apply it to Jesus. Father, as we try to get the big picture now, even across the whole Bible from New Testament back to Old Testament and old to new, Grant us your guidance. We know that this is your word, and you want us to see these larger things. So help us to see them and then sh be shaped by them so that we are, are childlike and humble and majestic in your peculiar way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What we saw in our previous look at Psalm 8 was that there is... A unit here about how God's majesty and glory peculiarly manifests itself through the mouth of babies to still the enemy and the avenger. So God shows his peculiar majesty by defeating enemies by the means of weak babies. And the same thing here, we saw that um, the heavens are the work of your fingers. So God, again, is very majestic. Man is small and insignificant. What is man that you are mindful of him? Nevertheless, you've made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over all the works of your hands. So just like babies become the means of God's majesty in defeating his, his enemies, so man becomes, even though he's insignificant, becomes the means of God's dominion over all the works of his hands. So the principle is that God stills his foes by weak babies, and he rules the world by weak humans. So peculiar Majesty, majesty here, majesty here. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how majestic is it? Peculiar majesty in defeating enemies and ruling the world through weakness. Babies and what is man? Now let's go to the New Testament with that principle in mind. So it's Palm Sunday now in Matthew 21. And Jesus drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Why does he want a donkey? Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. Now here's Matthew's explanation from the Old Testament about what's going on here. This took place, namely Jesus planning to use a donkey to enter Jerusalem. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, namely Zechariah, 
saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, say to Jerusalem, Behold, your king, majestic king, is coming to you humble in weakness, mounted on a lowly donkey on a colt, the foal of a beast. So here's the Old Testament quote. Rejoice. This is Zechariah 9, 9, hundreds of years before it happened. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you righteous and having salvation. He is humble, mounted on a donkey, a colt, a foal of a donkey. So the point of Matthew 21, 1 to 5, and Jesus' peculiar action is again drawing out this principle that runs all through the Bible, namely majesty. God's peculiar majesty through lowliness. Now let's keep going forward. Here we are in Matthew 21, 15 to 16. He's coming to Jerusalem. He's cleansed the temple. He is healing lepers. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple, the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, praises coming out of their mouths. They were indignant. So the scribes and the priests were indignant saying, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus responds to them, Yes, I hear them, and I approve. And then he says, as he so often does, half a dozen times he talks like this, Have you never read? So he says, Your response of being amazed at how I'm coming and how they're speaking is as if you've never read Psalm 8. Have you never read Psalm 8? Don't you know what the meaning of Psalm 8 is? Don't you remember Psalm 8? Peculiar majesty through babies to defeat enemies. Great power. Finger work that makes stars. Taking insignificant man, making him have dominion over the earth. Don't you realize how the world really works and what Messiah is going to be like when he comes, how he's going to be lowly? No, you don't. You don't get that at all. But that's what it says. Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. So Jesus is picking up on Psalm 8, that quote from Psalm 8 right there, and he's treating it exactly the way we saw it, namely, if you understood, if you, if you've priests and you scribes understood how God's peculiar majesty is to come in meekness and lowliness and be, and have his enemies defeated with babies and his world rules through insignificant man, you'd, you would get it. You would see me. You would know me. You'd recognize me and you wouldn't find fault with these children. So What's happening here is that Psalm 8 is being fulfilled because these babies, it says when they, when out of their mouths comes strength or praise in result of strength, 
The enemies are stilled, and that's exactly what happens. These chief priests and these scribes, the enemies of Jesus, have no more to say. They're gone off the scene on this day on Pentecost, I mean on Palm Sunday. So let's, let's draw this principle out further in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31, consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise, not many of you were according to worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were of noble birth, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. And here's the reason, so that no human being would boast in the presence of God, or to put it positively, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. In other words, there's a peculiar majesty that God has, that we should boast in. And that majesty is not the majesty of squashing his enemies with raw displays of power, but by defeating his enemies by the meekness and weakness of babes and men who are not powerful, of not of noble birth here, foolish in the eyes of the world. Here is Matthew 20, just a chapter before the, the Palm Sunday events. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, Do you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones, great ones, exercise authority over them? It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. So there's a greatness. There's a, a majesty in the Christian life, right? You want to be great? There's a way to be great. Be small. Be lowly. That's what Psalm 8 is all about. One more. Matthew 18, 3. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is Psalm 8, Majesty. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And how do you show your majesty? You show your majesty by showing your people true greatness is by becoming like little children and being servants. This is how the Bible is woven together from Psalm 8 to Jesus to Paul to your life in the world today in a childlike humility that triumphs over sin and evil.